Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. I'm so glad you came to join us again this week on another episode of Good News. And that's what I'd like this program to be. Every single time you hear it, or if you watch this online, it has got to be good news. There's so much bad news in our world that we need much more good news. And that's what Still Growing in Grace is all about. It is a program that has the intent of reminding all of us that we are all still growing in grace. None of us have arrived. None of us have all the answers. None of us have all the correct interpretations, the correct theology. All of us are still growing in grace. And the reason I use the term still growing in grace is because many years ago, I thought I had a great handle on what grace means. I really thought I had the definition. I thought I had the the correct understanding. I was so excited about it because it seemed uh, much more life-filled of an explanation than what I grew up hearing. It was fresh to me. So I thought, oh man, I've arrived. This is the message I want to teach. But years later, I've continued to learn. I've had other revelations of really good news, not hidden things. I just didn't catch it. I just didn't see it. And then to to suddenly see a better and more hope-filled perspective on who God is, on who Jesus is, on what grace is, what happened at the cross, how much God loves us. Oh my goodness, the list is endless. I continue to grow. And I'm inviting you to keep growing with me. Uh, Tune in each week at the same time, or if you're watching online, we have a podcast. All you need to do is go visit stillgrowingingrace.ca, and there you will find uh, links to the podcast, to the YouTube videos of each of these programs. Today, my goal is to uh, look at the idea of being thankful, giving thanks. Uh, I Listen, I hear enough complaining in this world. Uh, In my own house I live in, I complain. I complain about this or that. And probably one of the funniest or dumbest complaints that that I have is with the dishwasher. Yes, we have this thing called a dishwasher, a machine that washes dishes. But... I am certain that the manufacturer meant that the trays were supposed to have dishes fit in the exact same order, a similar order, or each section of of the unit is designed to hold certain apparatuses or dishes so that it cleans efficiently. 
Well, I have to do the final setup at the end of each night. And I sometimes look at the dishwasher and go, ah, seriously, who, who packed this thing? Who put this bowl there? Don't they know this plate goes here? And uh, I, I kind of do my complaint. Well, it's grown very old and tiring with my family. They, they, they're done with hearing me all doing my complaining thing. And I've realized, oh my goodness, I should be thankful. Number one, I'm thankful I have a dishwasher. Really, uh, I am thankful I have fresh water to run through it. I'm thankful I have electricity to run that machine. I'm thankful I have a house. I'm thankful I have a family that puts up with me. I'm thankful that I have a job. I'm thankful I live in a country where I can share good news freely. Like we can begin to make a list. And I, I believe the scriptures give us some really, really important tips on why it's important to be thankful. And it gives us instructions to be thankful. I think if we begin to take a look at our sciences and, and physics, uh, we will discover quickly that uh, uh, how we think actually affects our brains. It affects the chemistry running around inside. I'm not going to pretend to be a scientist and, and talk about all the scientific terms of uh, what happens to our brains when we're thankful versus, versus complaining. But all you need to do is a quick Google search or on YouTube, do a quick search on how our brains are affected when we complain. There's an ample amount of information out there. Uh, I don't need to convince you of that. What I instead want to do is express to you uh, something that you might be familiar with, to take a look at the scriptures, to see what the scriptures have to say about being thankful. And Psalm 50, verse 14, it says, Why don't you bring me the sacrifices I desire? Bring your true and sincere thanks, and show your gratitude by keeping your promise to me the most high. Huh. There, this is a, a kind of a wake-up call to uh, the sacrificial system. We thought we had to do things in, in order to be thankful and express thanks, uh, or to at least be pleasing to God and be liked by Him. Therefore, we have to do these sacrifices. Here, the psalm is suggesting it's not the sacrifices, but rather the true and genuine thanksgiving. This is what our God wants from us. And what is thanks? Thanks and thanksgiving is a response, a response to something being done for us or to us. And that list is huge. We're, we've been talking for weeks about uh, the benefits of knowing Christ, uh, the benefits of the cross, of what happened at the cross. We have so much to be thankful for. So this one verse from the Old Testament is a really cool one. Uh, here's another one from Psalm 50, verse 23. And this is read from the Passion Translation. It reads like this. The life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace, always choosing to walk with me in what is right. This is the sacrifice I desire from you. If you do this, 
more of my salvation will unfold for you. <laughs> okay, we can unpack that one. That that almost sounds like a, a sermon in and of itself, that we can peel back layers of each phrase that we're seeing in this. But let's go back to the original uh, goal and hope of today's talk is to remind us to be thankful. And I have a hunch I won't be able to finish today. So this is going to be two weeks at least of, of just reminder of being thankful. So here the author writes, the life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace, always choosing to walk with me in what is right. This is the sacrifice I desire. It's not the sacrifice of an animal. It's not the sacrifice of giving up your family and, and, and your job or giving up an evening. This is about a gratitude of grace. This is about being thankful. This will change everything around you. What if, let's just give an example. What if you are being so negative in your circumstances that everybody around you notices it? You may not, but they just see you coming. They know exactly what's going to happen. They're expecting you to be negative and complain. Uh, they're afraid to even ask you, how are you doing? Because you'll tell them and you'll give them your list of what is terrible about today. What's terrible in politics? Uh, oh, yeah, politics. That's right. Religion and politics. A couple of topics you don't talk about too much in public or at work because it's going to raise controversy. Folks, how about we flip the tables a little bit? How about we change our glasses and, and switch the lens in our, in our glasses to be able to see and look for, maybe not just see yet, but if you begin to look for those things we can be thankful for, I think our pattern of thinking will begin to change. And when our pattern of thinking begins to change, our attitude will change. When our attitude begins to change, become more hope-filled, our tone in how we speak to each other will change. We'll become less quick to anger, less quick to snappy, sarcastic comments, uh, much quicker to responding to a need or, or something positive. This is all linked together, and our society today needs this. There are way too many people hurting. There are way too many people that are addicted to negativism. They look for it in the news. They, they regurgitate it on their Facebook pages. They regurgitate it in their conversations on the way to work or at work. This is about a, a culture of negativity that needs to be changed, and it can be changed. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with me at home. For one, stop complaining about that stupid dishwasher and how everyone in the house is not loading it exactly the way I think it needs to be loaded. If my wife is listening to this, I'm in trouble. She's going to poke me in the ribs when I get home. I'll tell you that. But it's true. We have this mindset, these nitpicky things. And when we have these complaints at home, and if you do this in your home, uh, what is the one thing in your family, your family will say, that is what they always complain about. Or this thing is never done right. We never clean out the garbage. We always hear about this problem. We can never do anything right. If that would be the response, 
from your family on a regular basis, you have created a culture of negativity that is unsafe to be honest in. Maybe it can begin with you today. Maybe today you can find a way to look for a hope-filled lens in your home. It begins at home. It just does. Begin at work as well. Find a hope-filled lens at work. Stop complaining about the things everybody knows you complain about. Stop. Instead, begin to praise. Uh, Yes, praise God, but that's not what I meant. How about praise other people? Affirm. See something they've done right and say, hey, that was a great job. Or, you know what? I'm glad you cleaned this up. Thank you. Uh, All these small little things will begin to come to you. But they won't come to you if you stay in your addiction of of, uh, complaining. Uh, There's no room and no freedom and you're no longer safe to be approached. Because you have established the pattern of negativity. I don't want this in my life. I don't want to be known as the complainer. I've got people that come see me or even people that I'll see on a regular basis. And I know as soon as I ask them, how are you doing? Well, you know, Eeyore, right? You know, I'm having a hard day. I still have these problems. I, this and this. And they right away run to their complaint list. Instead, what if you and I turn the tables and begin to look at ourselves and our environment from the place of our identity in Christ? What if we saw good instead of bad? What if we saw positive instead of negative in the things we look at? Well, when we come back to the second half of of today's program, we're going to talk about some more verses that will encourage us to look for the good and stop complaining and be grateful. See you in just a few minutes. Are you looking for an encouraging church where you'll discover hope in God who truly loves and accepts you? Hope Fellowship in North Waterloo meets every Sunday at 1030 and the great coffee is only the first thing you'll appreciate. If you're looking for a safe place, a relaxed community of people who want to grow in the freedom of God's grace, welcome to Hope Fellowship, second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. Learn more at hopefellowshipycc.com and they do have that great coffee. Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. Welcome back to the second half of today's program. We've been focusing on the topic of being grateful. And uh, in the first half, we talked about how negativity can totally affect our thinking physically, the chemically in our brain, but also our environment and how we bring negativity to our homes, to our jobs. I want to encourage us with some scriptures today. And uh, we started with a few from the Old Testament, but I'd like to look at a couple in the new. So Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 to 17. Let's listen to what this has to say say to encourage us. It says this, let your heart 
be always guided by the peace of the anointed one. Or instead of guided, another word there is to be umpired. Have you ever, have you ever played uh, baseball or watched baseball? The umpires, uh, they kind of play a major role. They tell you if the ball's foul, if it's a real strike or not, and so on. But there's a guiding. They guide the game through. So here, the scripture is encouraging us to let our heart be always guided or umpired by the peace of of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his one body. Oh my goodness, did you just catch that? We have been called to peace. Your purpose and life is about peace. Yeah, read it yourself when you get home or whenever you look this up. Um, uh, This is a powerful thing. It says, the anointed one who called you to be to peace as part of his one body and always be thankful. It does not say, and by the way, sometimes it might be helpful to be thankful. That's not what it says. It literally says, always be thankful. Always be thankful. Like, this is good news. Let the word of Christ live, or another word for that live is grow. Let the word of Christ grow in you richly as uh, um, flooding you with all wisdom. Now, if something has to grow, it means it's not fully matured either. Mind you, all things grow. Every living thing grows. What if God wants to wake up thankfulness in you and wants to grow that in you? May today be the beginning or the replanting of wisdom through the act of giving thanks. So this can become a new norm in your life that you'll be known and become known as one who gives thanks and as one who is of peace. It says here, apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with the Psalms and with festive praises or hymns and with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit. So, sing to God with all your hearts. (laughs) This is a very, very encouraging verse. Verse 17 from the New Living Translation, it says, Let every activity or commitment of your lives and every word or oath that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. I love that last line. We bring praise because of what Christ has done. I have a hunch that when we spend our time complaining, we are forgetting. Every time we forget, we will then begin to complain. We'll fill that void with complaint. Because when we're thankful and we remember what Christ has done, how can we not be thankful? It's impossible, I think, to complain while being thankful at the same time. I don't think that is possible. I don't think it can work. Let's keep going here on some some great verses. Colossians 4, verse 2, 2 to 4, uh, in the message translation, which is a paraphrase, uh, says this, Pray diligently. Stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to say, but it says pray diligently. 
Stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Keep your eyes wide open, actively looking for things to be thankful for. Imagine what will happen to you. People are going to wonder, who is this person? What happened to the old you? Because this new one who's walking Thanksgiving with a great attitude, I don't recognize this one. What an amazing thing to experience. And for you, you begin to change and you will benefit from this. And then Paul writes, don't forget to pray for us. That again, this is in Colossians 4, uh, verse 2 and four, 2 to 4. That God will open doors for telling the mystery of Christ. Even while I'm locked up in this jail, pray that every time I open my mouth, I'll be able to make Christ's Christ plain as day to them. This is a man in prison. He's writing from prison. He's writing from a jail cell, and he's giving a positive encouragement. Oh my goodness, how many of us have walked through difficult times? And listen, I've gone through hell and back. I've gone through great deep difficulties as well. We are not here to compare our stories. That's silly. Uh, to hear our stories, that is important. That's relational. But to compare our stories, we begin to judge whether one person is worthy of thanksgiving or worthy of more encouragement than the other. That's not what this is about. Paul is encouraging us to not allow our circumstances to determine our, our attitude, but instead train our minds to grow in the practice of thanksgiving, something this world is not good at, not at all. Let's take a look at uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. This is the one I was going to begin today's program with. Uh, this Again, this is fantastic news. I'm going to read this in three different translations because I think each one brings value to understanding what is being said. Some of the words are very strong, so be ready to hear this. And you may want to look this up yourself to make sure I am not making this stuff up. Here we go. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 in the New Living Translation says, Always be joyful. That, that's what it says. Sorry, that's verse uh, 16 uh, and then into 17. So always be joyful. Keep on praying. No matter what happens, always be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Hmm. Can you believe that? We have just been given the will of God for our lives. This expressed definition of what is the will of God, because you and I, at least I have, I have asked, what is God's will for my life? What's God's will in this circumstance? What's God's will in that circumstance? Well, I'll tell you this, when I go to my dishwasher tonight, and I will do this tonight because huh, I've just made this public. I will go to my dishwasher and regardless of how filled up it is and how terribly laid out it is, I will with thanksgiving correct it and not complain and be thankful I have family around me. Be thankful I have a home. Be thankful I have fresh water. I'm to always be joyful, always pray, and no matter what happens, always be thankful. Uh, in the message translation, it says this, be cheerful no matter what, pray all the time, thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. 
Can you believe that? There's two or three verses right there, clearly expressing God's hope and intent for us. I'm going to now read it from the Passion Translation. It says it like this, same verse, another lens. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let joy be your continual feast, or in brackets it says, be joyful in every season. Make your life a prayer, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Oh my goodness. I love that good news. It's pretty clear by now. I'm sure you could be nodding or you could be making a mental list in your head. Father, um, where have I not seen light? Where have I not seen goodness? Show me. Open my eyes. Teach me to grow in this gift of thankfulness. For this is your will for me. That's my prayer. Make it yours too. For this is God's will for you. Ephesians 5, 18 to 20 says this. We're going to end with this today. It says, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Or in brackets, it says, be inebriated in the Spirit's fullness. Let it be washed over you. Let let it overflow. In verse 19, it says, and your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord Jehovah. Keep speaking to each other with words of Scripture, singing the Psalms and with praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. Always give thanks to Father God for every person, and in brackets, which means all things and all people, for He, for all people, He brings into your life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So next time you have a negative uh, whim hit you, Maybe there'll be a moment the Holy Spirit will gently tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, I have a better will for you. My desire for you is to be thankful for these people. Even if you're mad at them, be thankful for them and be thankful and walk in joy like I've instructed you. I'm going to listen to the Spirit of God today. Will you? Let's give thanks and always be thankful for all things in every circumstance. We'll see you next week. Looking for a real estate agent that will put your needs before his? Terry Van Lent is just that agent. Caring and honest are just two of Terry's best qualities, and they shine through in his real estate career. As a longtime resident of Waterloo Region, Terry is well acquainted with the area and its multitude of attractive amenities. For an agent that cares, call Terry Van Lent at Coldwell Banker Peter Benninger Realty, 519-742-5800, extension 2060. Martin Small Engines and Auto Clinic in Elmira is more than small engines. Like their name says, Martin's is also a full-service auto clinic focused on automotive repair and service, brakes, tires, local lockout service, and so much more. Whatever you need, Martin's can do it. For that small-town feel with large shop quality, trust a team that really cares. Martin's Small Engines and Auto Clinic, Industrial Drive Elmira and martinselmira.com.
You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 11.30 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 10.30 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.